Good morning, faithful listeners. You have tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast, the one place where you can get a daily explanatory Bible reading to start your day strong. This is your host, Jen, bringing you a brand new episode out of Genesis. Hi, friends and faithful listeners. Happy Monday. This is your host, Jen, with the P40 Ministries podcast. So I did want to mention one thing before I begin today. I'm going to try to read out the W.E.B. version almost exclusively. Well, not fully exclusively, but at least at the beginning when I do the long reading, I'm going to try to read out the W.E.B. version. And that's mainly because um, the Bible is copyrighted. (laughs) I'd have to contact them and I think pay for something in order to do that. So I'd rather not have to go through all that because the W.E.B. is fully a free version and they wrote it, the people wrote it actually to be completely free. And if you go on the W.E.B. website, it's actually really hilarious. They poke fun at the versions that aren't free. They're just really snarky on their website. It's hilarious. So I do love the W.E.B. version of the Bible. Now, though I am going to be reading exclusively pretty much out of the W.E.B., I will reference other versions of the Bible. So that's something I can do. But turn with me in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 31, and we're going to finish out this chapter today, reading verses 45 through 55. So grab your cup of coffee and whatever version you usually read out of. And let's go ahead and start reading. Jacob took a stone and he set it up for a pillar. Jacob said to his relatives, gather stones. So they took stones and they made a heap. They ate there by the heap and Laban called it Jagar Sahudatha, but Jacob called it Galid. Laban said, this heap is a witness between me and you today. Therefore it was named Galid, and also Mizpah, for he said, Yahweh will watch between me and you, when we are absent from one another. And if you afflict my daughters, or if you take wives in addition to my daughters, no man is with us. Behold, God is witness between me and you. Laban said to Jacob, See this heap and this pillar, which I have set between you and me. May this heap be a witness, and this pillar be a witness, that I will not pass over this heap to you, and that you will not pass over this heap and this pillar to me for harm. The God of Abraham and the God of Nahor, the God of their father, judge between us. Then Jacob swore by the fear of his father Isaac. Jacob offered a sacrifice in the mountain, and he called his relatives to eat some bread. They ate the bread and stayed all night in the mountain. Early in the morning Laban rose up kissed his sons and his daughters, and blessed them. Laban departed and returned to his place. So that's the end of Genesis chapter 31, where Laban and Jacob are finally making their covenant, and they are now splitting ways. Basically, a covenant was a promise. And so they traditionally start setting up rocks and creating this monument or this pillar to show their commitment to this cause, this covenant. So Jacob and his wives and sons were all setting up rocks. And then also Laban's relatives that were with him, which were his brothers, were setting up rocks as well. So they set up this big old pillar of rocks. They called it Galid in Hebrew, and then Laban called it Jagar Sahudatha, which means monument of testimony, and that is in Aramaic. But then Galid is the same thing. It means monument 
of testimony in uh, Hebrew. And it ended up being called Galid and Mizpah, which meant watchtower. So many people believe because the stones were called watchtower, this was a giant, giant heap of stones. They keep calling it a heap. Um, So it was a big, giant monument that it probably had taken them a while to build. So they built it all the way up. And since it was called Mizpah or a watchtower, it could probably have been seen from a great distance away. So after this whole monument is built, Laban and Jacob are pretty much parting ways. They're kind of splitting from each other, though Laban does say, you know, the only reason you won't be able to cross this line is for harm, which I'll talk more about that later. But this was pretty much considered a family split between the two of them. And this was a good thing. You know, for 20 years, Laban had mistreated Jacob and also his own daughters, honestly, by forcing them both to marry the same man and forcing Jacob to marry the one daughter that Jacob didn't really want to marry. It was a whole situation that was just a really bad, bad thing for many, many years between these two sisters being married to the same man, and Laban had caused that. So Laban was a very toxic person to be around for Jacob, especially. So Jacob was just tired of it, and they make this promise that they're not going to pass over into each other's territories for harm. Then in verse 49 and 50, Laban says to Jacob, after they make this tall tower, and they actually eat a covenant meal next to it. So this would have been a ceremonial meal that they eat. Laban says to Jacob, he says, If you mistreat my daughters, or if you marry other wives, God will see it, even if no one else does. He's basically like, God's our witness. This is a witness pile. I won't know for sure if you marry other women besides my two daughters. God will see it, and God is going to know that you broke this covenant between us. So he adds that into part of the covenant for Jacob. He not only says, you know, I'm not going to cross over into your territory and vice versa, but he also says, you better not mistreat my daughters in any way, such as harming them, but you also better not marry any wives other than my two daughters. Now, if you read this uh, portion in the NLT version, it actually says in verse 52, that Laban says to Jacob one more thing. He says that I won't pass over this pile of stones to harm you, and you must never pass over these stones or this monument to harm me. Part of me thinks that even though this was a healthy split from each other, I don't think this meant that Laban could never, ever come to visit his family and his daughters and grandkids. I don't think he ever does, or at least if he does, it's not ever mentioned in Scripture that he does. This is actually the last time we see Laban in Scripture. But I do think that this was a monument more so that Laban would never harm Jacob and vice versa, that Jacob would never harm Laban. You know, this was hundreds and hundreds of miles away from Laban's uh, camp. It wouldn't have been an easy trip for Laban to go visit Jacob and his daughters and grandkids. So one way or the other, it's just likely that Laban and Jacob just fully parted ways and probably never saw each other again. Because Laban would have had to take weeks off from farming and from his cattle in order to go visit uh, Jacob and stay there for a while and then travel back. So this would have been potentially weeks Laban would have to take off work in order to go visit his family. But either way, 
it was made as a promise that Jacob and Laban would never harm each other, would never cross over into each other's territories specifically to harm each other. And they say that God is going to serve as the judge in this situation. So it says in verse 53 that Jacob takes this oath and he's like, okay, I will do these things. I'm not going to harm your daughters. I'm not going to marry anybody else. And I will not cross over this monument in order to harm you. And so he takes this oath and he says before the fearsome God of his father, Isaac, that he is going to respect the boundary line. Now, the W.E.B. translates the fearsome God of his father, Isaac, to for the fear of his father, Isaac. So there is a little bit of um, confusion what that particular verse specifically means. But the NLT translates it as the fearsome God of his father, Isaac. And I think that's sort of an interesting name to call God in this situation because God is fearsome, that he is to be feared. The night before he had gone to Laban and basically said to Laban, don't you dare harm Jacob or I will harm you. So I do like the way the NLT does translate that, the fearsome God of his father Isaac. After this, Jacob makes a sacrifice to God there on the mountain. Sacrifices were a very normal thing to do back then. We've seen several times in the Bible already where Abraham makes sacrifices and Isaac makes sacrifices and now Jacob does. So this was not out of the ordinary when Jacob offers a sacrifice to God there on that mountain. And then after this, he invites all of his relatives to this covenant feast. So he prepares this big feast After they eat and they drink, they spend the night on the mountain. But the next day, Laban, he goes to his daughters and he kisses them and he kisses his grandchildren and he blesses them. And then at the very end in verse 55 to conclude, it says he left and returned home. That's the last time we ever hear about Laban in the Bible. Thank goodness. Honestly, that's kind of like a probably a breath of fresh air for Jacob. He is away from Laban. Laban is not going to bother him anymore. He is done with Laban. God got him out of that situation. And remember that when we read the next chapter, because Jacob does not remember that. (laughs) But friends and faithful listeners, this was Genesis chapter 31, the end of it. So join me on Wednesday and we will finally be in Genesis chapter 32 and discuss Esau meeting Jacob once again. And what's going to happen there? Kind of a scary situation for Jacob, for sure. He was fleeing his brother Esau for years, and now he has to confront him once again. So join me for that at 6 a.m. on Monday. But guys, if you need to contact me in any way, you can go to my website, uh, p40ministries.com. Click on the contact and easily fill out a form there, and I will get back to you. I'm pretty good at responding to forms that have been filled out, unless they're spam. If they're spam, I don't, I don't ever respond. But, <laughs> but other than that, I do quickly respond. I haven't been on Facebook nearly as much recently, so I'm really sorry if you guys are trying to get in contact with me on Facebook. But I am still on Facebook, so if you leave me a message, it might take me a couple days to get to you. But I will still respond. But I just wanted to let you guys know that moving forward you can easily contact me probably better through the website have a wonderful rest of your day happy listening and god bless